Foul to give for Houston. Nine-tenths left. A three wins the series. It's Lillard. He got the shot off. Hello and welcome to the Midweek Exception and NBA podcast. This week's episode title. You could be a fool if you want to. Obviously, in reference to the fact that tomorrow is going to be April Fool's Day, the beginning of April. Um, we are taping on March 31st. Is that right? It's March, right? Mm-hmm. All right. That was Ayush. Obviously, give me a little bit of <laughs> hey support guys. there. You needed it, dude. I got you. Yeah, no, I, we missed you in these last episodes. So I yeah, think man, I'm back it, though. It's back good emo- to conquer. It is good emotional support to have you have you here with us. Uh, we also have Grant with us. Hey, everybody. And Justin. Yo. And I'm John. Wow. <laughs> so, what what was that? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I went Whoa. for it and it fell flat. So okay, let's just let's just keep rolling. I thought for a minute I thought you were like you're doing some like shocked voice for the fact that I forgot to say my name until like the very end. <laughs> oh, I went for the Dick Patel again, and I I blew it, man. I blew it. You need more dry voice. Yeah, less I got water. It. I need to stop drinking water for like a week. Yeah, well, cut off your hydration. It's probably not the best thing for you. <laughs> so let's dive into talking about some NBA news because there is a lot of stuff going on. Um. Two kind of big injury-related things kind of popped up in the last few days. Um, I guess, first off, we should talk about Patrick Beverly out for the season, and he's going to need four months to recover, it would appear. Um, he's also a restricted free agent this summer. So, you know, he's obviously wasn't, in my opinion, anyway, a huge part of the Houston Rockets this year as a team. Because um, really, it's just, it, it was James Harden, right? Yeah. Or, Am I selling the other guys kind of sharp? Now I see Corey Brewer had a couple of good games. Demo. Demo's helping Demo, out. Demo. Josh Smith, even. Trevor Ariza yeah. played pretty great this season. Um, Dwight Howard obviously came back recently. and uh, When he's alive, that, he helps. Was, was it, was, there was like an interview with him where he said he was going to make the ultimate sacrifice. Was that like an actual <laughs> quote from him in it? Because I all I saw was a headline about it. I didn't actually read the article. I, I didn't read the article either. I just saw the Terminator commercial and I was like, "All right, do I chill?" I was yeah. gonna say, I was gonna say he's gonna do a final explosion to try and kill Majin Buu. <laughs> God, <laughs> for all of us. Thank you, Dwight Howard. Yeah, seriously. So, with Patrick Beverly being out, do you guys think it really hinders the Houston Rockets' team? Because it would appear as if Jason Terry is probably going to be starting at point guard now. I really don't think it hurts them that much. Mm -hmm. Um, I think with Patrick Beverly, a lot of what he brought to the table is just intensity and defense. Uh, I think you're not going to get a lot of that with Jason Terry, but the one thing you do have is veteran experience and championship pedigree. He's going to come in and he's only going to be really relied on for a lot of minutes from here on forward, so he's on pretty fresh legs, and I think he'll be able to step in. They'll definitely miss Beverly in terms of depth, but I don't know. I think Jason Terry, when he's just relied on for a couple months, I think he can be just fine. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the point guard position really matters for that team. I mean, even when Beverly was in, he was mostly just a defender and a spot-up shooter for them because Harden was ball-handling for the most part. I'm pretty sure Jason Terry can take on that role of at least being a spot-up shooter. Defensively, they might, you know, 
lack a little bit, but not too much where it hurts their chances in the playoffs. I, I would, I'm going to take the opposite. I think Patrick Beverly brings a lot to that team, at least defensively. I think he's pretty important. And from the few games that I've watched, especially when they play the Bulls, he does pretty well. I, I don't know. So maybe not offensively. It's not going to be the biggest thing. But mm-hmm. I think he's just a he's just ruthless on defense, in my opinion. I think he'll he'll be a big miss for them. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people kind of hold that same opinion that defensively, it's a pretty it's a it's a big loss to them because he could really defend point guards um, incredibly well. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, otherwise, like offensively, a lot of people kind of just, you know, when he went out, they're like, oh, great, we're going to lose the guys and give the ball to Harden. So it's not like that big of a deal. The other day they were uh, they were in the second seed and they quickly went back down to the third seed after the Grizzlies won last night. And they so lost to the, to the Raptors. They lost to the Raptors when DeMar DeRozan freaking went off and had like, like 40 42 points. 42 and 11. Yeah, it's crazy. He, he would not let his team go down. It was, it was a pretty uh, incredible performance, yeah. really, to watch from him. So also, I guess, an injury news, kind of touching on what we talked about last week with uh, Kevin Durant being taken out of basketball activity. He has been officially ruled out for the season, um, including any postseason stuff. You know, I don't think there's really a hell of a lot to talk about regarding that, except for the fact that it really sucks for Oklahoma yeah. City. But I don't think anyone really... I mean, I didn't think it was as serious as it turned out to be. I don't know, man. I kind of wish he was able to recover from that foot injury, and it's just going to be rough for him to come back later on because foot injuries are always a bitch to recover from. Yeah, key number for the Thunder is, too, they're 7-3 and three in their last 10, so they're playing good basketball still. And oh, wow. I didn't he, know that. He, he clearly he hasn't played in, in a while, and now he's out for the season, so... I mean, I still think they're a very competitive team. I think they've they're gonna they've got the eighth seed pretty much locked up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know; they definitely changes championship aspirations. But I mean, I still think no. I don't. I still don't think anyone wants to play them in the first round. Right. I mean, especially with like, that retooled bench they have now, and Russell Westbrook still playing completely out of his mind, even though he is one tech away from getting a uh, one game suspension. So. It's definitely one of those teams that's like hard to to really want to face right now, despite the fact yeah. that they are kind of shorthanded. Well, that rule is feel... bullshit. Okay, the tech rule. Come on, uh, now. that's it. Always happens at the end of the year too, and it gets really annoying because they're important games that these players missed because they yelled at they yelled at a ref one too many times. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it was fun looking at like fantasy basketball um forums and stuff like that, seeing people lose their minds, being like, "He can't get a tech. He can't get another tech." <laughs> I swear to baby, God, no. Yeah, it's basically like. Just dreading the uh, uh, maybe inevitable tech that he'll get because you know for te- for a, for a player who's so driven, really wanting to yeah. get into the playoffs and knowing that he's carrying that load on his shoulders right now, uh, to see them get or see him get a tech and then have to sit a game could be kind of detrimental to that mm-hmm. team's uh, postseason contention. I guess you'd say. So, so speaking of postseason contention, how do you feel about their title windows? I mean, I know this season is pretty much done. I mean, the Warriors are going to win at least six games. But what about going forward? Yeah, that's that's tough. Um, oof. So I'm, we're talking about... Go ahead, Justin. I was just going to say, I don't think Kevin Durant leaves. I feel like he's kind of... <laughs> like thrown his flag at Oklahoma City I think it's kind of set in there right now so I feel like I feel like they're gonna Mm -hmm. have that window for the next few years as long as they keep especially keep this improving their bench for like for once you know so I don't know maybe they change coaches but I feel like they're they're as long as they have Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook I think they're 
they're going to be fine for that championship contention for a while. Speaking of the whole like moving coaches thing, this is like a mental note. We need to really do an episode where we talk about coaches that are probably going to lose their jobs in the offseason and ones who uh, may or may not. Because I feel like Scott Brooks has to be up there. It kind of amazes me to this day how he's still... Um, it's like him and I guess... Uh, I don't know. Randy Whitman, maybe for two coaches. I'm kind of like, <laughs> yeah. really? How do you still have a job? I mean, there there are givens of coaches who will lose their jobs. Like, uh, shit, who's the coach for Lakers right now? Scott, uh, right? Byron Scott. Scott. Byron Scott. Yeah, it's kind no of threes. Byron Scott. Yeah. So. Mikhail, maybe. Yeah, Mikhail. Like it's I no. Mikhail's eh. not getting fired. I don't think he deserves his job. Oh. I don't know. Look what I, I mean. Obviously, Harden's like been carrying that team, but. There's still something to say about yeah. making the the jump that they did. Like they're still they've played much better basketball this year. I mean, we'll see how they do in the playoffs, and if they choke again, maybe I agree with you. But with mm-hmm. the way this team is playing, I think Mikhail's proving that he deserves to be on the sideline. Yeah, I think I'm a little bit too hard on him just because Dwight's been out for so long that they really can't win those games that they could have if Dwight was you know that X factor for them. Dwight yeah. Casey, maybe. It seems like a lot of Raptors fans really, really hate Dwayne Casey right now. It seems like a lot of it has to deal with like like fourth quarter defense, like schemes he'll run, stuff like that. And I don't know. Like I, I, I really haven't followed the Raptors as closely as they probably should be, considering the fact that like they're in the mix for getting like the third seed mm-hmm. in the East. Even though I don't think they will. Oh yeah, no, I don't it's, think so either. It's, They've been reeling too much. And like since the All Star break, they have not performed particularly great, along with like the Wizards and a lot of those teams that have kind of fallen off uh, after the All Star break. But uh, yeah, it seems like Dwayne Casey is definitely one of those coaches. But I really wonder, like, so Kyle Lowry, how many weeks has he been out? I have no idea. Okay, <laughs> I think that's fine. It's I as long as I probably should have researched, but I, I know no we're idea. gonna talk about Dwayne Casey even, but. Like, you know, how much of, like, their kind of, like, recent failure do you put on Kyle Lowry being injured and stuff like that? Because even before he got injured, there were stretches of games where they would lose a handful of games in a row. So Yeah, there was that one game where they only made, like, one field goal in the whole first quarter. Yeah. insane. Seriously. So, the Milwaukee Bucks have a new logo. And I think our, uh, our Milwaukee Bucks expert... And fan Grant <laughs> and John Henson hater and John Henson hater Chris Milton lover. Um, <laughs> I feel like you probably stuck this in the notes, right, Grant? Yes, yes. And the fun thing about it is, it's just like a mug that looks to have been printed too early, and the logos on it. Um, a cool thing about the new Bucks logo, though, is uh, they're they're bringing a cream color. Ooh. No, one of Milwaukee's nicknames is Cream City. Okay. So I feel really to, good about it. So they're trying to play at that nickname <laughs> a little bit. Also, one thing I really like about this new logo is that they make the buck look a little bit fierce and kind of like angry, mm-hmm. mad, like it, like it might actually bite you, not just like it's, hey, come play with me in nature. I'm a nice Bambi, you know, something like that. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I like. It looks it. determined. I really I, I hope like they somehow fight. bring back the purple because I think that's a huge thing mm-hmm. that they're missing. Uh, I think that was great, and I think it fits well with their green. But all in all, I think it's good, and I have pulled uh, some Milwaukee natives. They are also a fan of it. They're all aboard Cream City. That's good. The Cream I mean, City good. train has left the station. I have to say, I do actually like the the new logo quite a bit from a. Uh, I looked at it. I'm always going to be a fan of like the initial logo they had through like 93 though, where it was the buck sitting on the 
word Milwaukee spinning a basketball on his like stuff <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, actually, why they're not bringing that back is because it's new ownership, and they kind of want to create their almost their own image of the Bucks, and they want to they're trying to reinvent the Bucks as a whole because they want the new stadium, they want to stay in Milwaukee, they got Jason Kidd, so they don't want to be playing on necessarily history. They kind of want some going forward. They're ushering a new era with Giannis and Jabari. That's the thing, though. I know it's called the Cream City, but I just really don't like the color cream. I always feel like it's an off white. It just looks like like we if you have a shirt and you like a plain white tee and you wear it too long, it's <laughs> cream because just because you're like dirt and sweat and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just don't like that color, but I this logo goes, looks pretty hype. That's what I'm saying. It looks well good together, and like the forest green looks way less pukey than it usually does. Right. I just all in all, I like what they're doing. Again, the only thing I'd add is maybe some purple somewhere and who knows we might be getting that kind of alternate there's also been teased like a hunting alternate which i've always uh lobbied for i've been lobbying for for a long time that you know have you guys ever seen old milwaukee like beer so it's got like a camo case but it's like it's not camo it's uh like orange it's like hunting it's orange and green and like brown and i've always advocated to have a bucks alternate jersey like that and i really hope it happens Imagine if the NBA got like super, super into like sponsorships. Not that they aren't already, but you know, everyone's talking about them putting like ads on jerseys and stuff like that. Imagine if like Four Loco just like somehow started advertising on jerseys and like alternate jerseys were just like the weird kind of camo print they have on the Four Loco cans. (laughs) Like how shitty that would look. Like the Magic just have like a like a blue and black like camo with this like weird like orangey like flare thrown into it somewhere it it's almost terrible. like what college football like the under armor college football jerseys oh, are yeah if you've yeah seen them. yeah no they're terrible for some reason like camo on any jerseys tend to look really like silly to me i guess like, like the spurs the ha- one when the spurs have one then the spurs, watch- like i like the spurs one, spurs though. is better yeah yeah it's it's classy because america <laughs> damn it but you know, I mean, even in baseball, a lot of teams have like alternate jerseys that have cam, like the Padres do. I don't know if it's an alternate jersey; it might just be one of their jerseys, and it looks it's like really military bad. Military day stuff. Yeah, which like you know, obviously, it's good to show like, respect for the forces and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's like, man, fuck! Like, why not just do like a an additional uh, like patriotic song after the Star Spangled Banner or something? <laughs> the Bulls need to bring back the cursive. Yeah, even for like when they do their like, retro nights, they don't bring they don't bust that stuff out really ever, do they? The curses need to come back. Yeah, for real. Kyle Corver went on a tear the other night and scored what was it? Like eleven straight well, points? Eleven straight points in sixty seconds. Jeez. For a game that was not even very notable for Kyle Corver, like he didn't play very well. I don't think he scored until like what, the third or fourth quarter? Yeah, no, it was the uh third quarter and it was right after uh me and my buddy were like you know kyle corver hasn't really played well this game kind of disappointed uh and then all of a sudden he goes off like just consecutive a three a two a three and a three it was pretty much just absurd and they, they were almost heat check threes too like towards the end it was just yeah the last one was crazy it was like fading away and just chucked it uh, like the great sam decker against arizona last weekend fading away from three Oof, yeah I was, like, actually, I don't really tune into that much uh, college basketball, but I have been watching like Wisconsin games and stuff like that as of lately. It's it's hard not to kind of buy into it, I guess, at the end of the day. I've hey, watched... Not to get sidetracked, but I've been telling you guys all year to watch Wisconsin basketball. You were right, yeah. Yeah, you were so right. And you've been missing out. I've like, been watching. I've been paying attention to them because of Duye. 
this year. And oh my god, this shit is just so hype. Like you, I was like, every time they win, I'm just like, Grant was right. Why I've been <laughs> watching? Do it. Got <laughs> he, was, he was so right. So wait, who are they facing next? Kentucky. It's oh, a rematch shit. of last year. Oh shit! Final four game crazy. that left me devastated and almost in tears. Aww. Oh, you guys have no idea the letdown that it was. We the Badgers were winning, and then freaking Aaron Harrison drills a three, oh, yeah, puts yeah, Kentucky yeah. up by one, and then we have the ball with six seconds left, and we could Trayvon couldn't make his last shot. But they're back, and it's the rightful matchup in the Final Four. And I don't know if they play like they played against Arizona. Kentucky's in for possibly more than they can handle. Like if Sam Decker is hitting his threes again and Frank just doesn't get destroyed by Cauley Stein like immediately, I think Kentucky really might lose. Badgers could be in the national championship. But back to NBA news. So I guess like speaking of Cal Corver, um, there was just a list re- uh, released on NBA.com of the best backcourts in the NBA. Um, I'm not really sure how they decided to go about ranking this, but uh, but what was, it was like prior to the season, there was a lot of like jawing off between different teams mm-hmm. about, oh, we have the best backcourt. No, we do. Like, was it Clay Thompson, Steph Curry? I feel like they wouldn't be. Going off saying something like that, though. Beal, Wall, uh, yeah. Dion, Kyrie, and then the Golden State Flash Bros. Poor Dion. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, God, what happened to him? But uh, the ranking, I guess we should just do like one through ten, um, which I guess is really the whole list. Uh, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry are number one. DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry, number two. Bradley Beal, John Wall, number three. Dwayne Wade, Goran Dragic, number four. Number five, Derek Rose, Jimmy Butler. Number six, Chris Paul and J.J. Redick, who has been really good as of lately. J.J.? J.J. Redick has yeah, been very, has. very good. So, uh, number seven, Kyrie Irving and J.R. Smith, which, fuck if I saw that coming. Seriously, um, like, I was thinking about, like, Jesus. first like, of all, what? I know that, that backcourt would exist, and then, like, to see them seventh is just blowing my mind. That's, that's what's insane. It's like, when that trade happened in J.R. Smith... Yeah, I and, thought Imani would be starting. Right, it made I thought no Imani, sense. I thought Imani would be starting, and also I was like surprised that the trade actually worked out well for them. Like, for some reason, I was doubting it, but whatever. You guys need to fuck off, because I want you to go back to our free cheese and hot sauce episode after that happened. And I said the exact thing that basically happened is J.R. Smith is going to come in and do good. Yeah, you did. You and did. I even cited, like, hey, remember how things actually closed during the night in Cleveland? <laughs> so yeah. J.R. Smith will have less to do, so he might actually be able to show up for some of these games, and he won't be a focal party. He can just be back to sixth man, playing off the best player in the game. Dude. Remember when I said that? I remember. Fucking Nostradamus here. <laughs> he really is. I just really wanted credit for that, finally. Yeah, no, I feel like there was even a J.R. Smith, um, sorry, there was like a J.R. Smith, um, interview recently. Not really. He's, I think, yeah, he said he, the exact same thing. He's like, like, admitted, he's like, there's nothing to do at a certain time of night. Like, there's no clubs or anything. So, like, I mean, there's clubs in Cleveland, obviously, but like, more like, factories, though. Yeah, right. Like, he's not going to go to some, like, dive bar or something. It's only like Wednesday through Saturday. They're closed, you know, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Yeah. Just imagine J.R. Smith, like, really really just want to get a buzz or something so he goes to some like dive bar it's like playing the eagles on the jukebox or something like how sad of a sight there's like a butt light in his hand and he's like all right man i can see him going and uh showing up at like frats just randomly be like god damn it i just need to party on a tuesday night travels down to ohio state lebron takes him out just to make jr happy so, wouldn't the danger for J.R. Smith be if Johnny Menzel came back and, like, wasn't... Or if Johnny Menzel had never checked into rehab, 
I could see him and J.R. Smith trying to like run together, do some, do some they, things. They're gonna mess shit up. It's gonna you know, get some shit done. Questionable, questionable shit though. Uh, it's a number eight. <laughs> Jeff T. But, and Kyle Court. Go ahead, Justin. Sorry. I, I just want to say, until then, it's just J.R. Smith at the dive bar <laughs> with the beard. <laughs> He's wearing a flannel shirt. He's less- and they're playing Hotel California on the jukebox. He's just yeah. staring at his glass, crying. Yeah, they, yeah, they did like a last call, and he's like, wait, can't you be a, one more hour? Come on, guys, we're having a good time, right? <laughs> nah, dude, I don't know nah, why dude, I made him sound like a, a fucking trucker. Yeah. yeah, like, nah, dude, you gotta get out, and he's like, come on, one more round, huh? Please. God. Number eight, Jeff Teague and Kyle Korver. Number nine, Patrick Beverly and James Harden. Rest in peace. Beverly, not Harden. Uh, and then number ten, <laughs> Rajon Rondo and Monte Ellis, and uh, Ellis is injured right now. Yeah, I don't know how much I agree with number ten. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I'm not. I don't know who to put ahead of them, but I don't agree with them at ten. Yeah, that's definitely one of the ones where I was like a little bit like I don't know how I feel about this. Um, number one's a given, I think. Since Curry improved defensively this season, you know, I, I feel like it's so much of these like top five. Um, I was honestly a little bit surprised to see Dwayne Wade and Goran Dragic, but. Maybe I'm just not like noticing like how well they play with each other. I think they've played pretty well. Again, like top five. I think a lot of these are, you know, they're assuming, you know, if a whole season have happened and if everyone wasn't injured, because I think a big knock on for me with uh, DeRozan and Lowry is, you know, they've both been injured a lot of the season. We haven't seen them together that much. Same with Wayne Wade and Goran Dragic just because of the trade, but they certainly could be. So I think this is just kind of. Assume you know, assuming they're playing at their best, uh, you know, highest potential, like, the way we know they can play. This is my ranking of the backcourts. That's how I'm taking it. Because otherwise, there's no way Rondo and Ellis would be in the top. I feel like there's like a opinion. name factor to it, then. Definitely. I and mean, I was a little bit, I guess, surprised to not see the Suns on there, given the fact that they're a team of like fucking point guards, or they, they were anyway. Destroyed their entire all their point guards. Yeah. And Brandon Knight is injured and has like Gosh. barely played so far. Yeah. I still don't like that trade at all. See, now Ayush, I'm starting to lean towards that a little bit. What, that night should have stayed with that the maybe Bucks. wasn't maybe it wasn't the best trade because Michael Carter Williams has fucking been terrible. Hey, <laughs> he's been ruining the my system. Don't look now, guys. Yeah, sure. We'll we'll shut up. Oh buddy. goodness. Yeah, I, we'll, we'll, I don't we'll, I don't like it. Yeah, no, forget it. We'll 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 hold off to talk about that. But uh, honestly, that kind of actually wraps up uh the rest of our news segment when I look at it. I mean, um, I guess. Has been a new addition to the 2015 playoffs. The uh, Trailblazers, the Rockets, Clippers, Raptors, and Wizards have all clinched a playoff spot. Good for them. Yeah, man. Like <laughs> shit. Now it's starting to like, really shape up. Now, like yeah, dude. The season always goes by so fast. I hate it. It really does. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, there's still you know plenty kind of up for grabs. Like especially yeah. the bottom of the East is still a. Uh, a very interesting kind of train Still wreck going on right now. I mean, a game and a half separates four teams in that race. It's ridiculous. What? Boston, yeah. Brooklyn, Indiana, Charlotte, and Charlotte's twenty. Charlotte is a game and a half back of Boston, who's got the A seed. Indiana and Charlotte in. Boo! Not Charlotte. They don't deserve it. They lost ten games in a row. That's at true. One that's point. true. Wait, it was. Oh, I want Indiana and Boston. Yeah. That's what I came to the conclusion yeah. last year. If Paul George doesn't return, I want Boston. If Paul George is playing, I want Indiana. I, right. I, I can agree with that. So, 
I suppose going from this, we should just dive right into Grant's uh, Don't Look Now for our Don't Look Now segment. This is kind of actually relevant to the uh, playoff battle for the six through eight seeds mm-hmm. in the Eastern Conference, the Beastern Conference. My Don't Look Now is that the Bucks are in pretty much a free fall, and they have done awful since the Brandon Knight trade. As many expected, Michael Carter-Williams has not meshed that well. He's not. He hasn't you know, turned into, into the great point guard that I think Bucks fans wanted him to be immediately. Hasn't really, I mean, I'd say that this whole season, he hasn't really shown much more potential than he did last year. I would say he didn't really improve on last season that much. Um, and then putting him into a totally new system has certainly not helped them. They're 2-8 and eight in their last 10. And really, all Bucks fans now, whereas they were possibly hoping for like a five seed, maybe because they're playing great basketball, they're just hoping to cling to the six seed, just basically for dear life. Um, and then, they'll, then and not then they're matched up most likely with the Bulls, which, oof, yeah. So I mean, I, as a Bulls fan, that's great for me. But as someone who is kind of hoping the Bucks could possibly upset someone in the first round you know it, it kind of sucks for them now they're just I guess they really didn't want to pay Brandon Knight so all in all it makes sense but if I'm a Bucks fan I'm thinking that uh Lakers pick looked a little bit better than Michael Carter Williams at the moment forgot about the pick Jesus God. Christ it, yeah no it's it's oh totally it's it's rough right now if you're a uh, you're a Bucks fan I mean it sucks to see a team that's kind of like falling apart right now um you know that's not to say that like every like everyone the bucks has sucked i mean Giannis has been playing well in march uh 16 points eight rebounds two assists both said two and a half so you can round up to three if you want so zaza's been playing great Ilya sova also has been playing pretty well as of lately um he had like 34 points against indiana so the huge thing for the Bucks this year is development. Like you're saying with Giannis, I was actually talking about it with uh, some Bucks fans yesterday. It was great seeing Giannis take the ball up the floor in crunch time yesterday against the Hawks. The game was pretty much over. Bucks weren't going to win, but they still had their starters out there. And Giannis was went in. And I think he, he basically did a drive, spin, and kick a couple times in a row. But I was just commenting on how huge that is for his future development. For you know when the playoffs do come, he has practiced that play multiple times. He's been in the situation, mm-hmm. so it's just huge for their young guys' development. They're just not going anywhere. I feel, I feel like in when I was you know saying Zaza, Giannis, and uh, Ilyasova, uh, Ilyasova, like you also have to acknowledge that Chris Milton's been playing really good. Of course, yeah. For the month of March, seventeen point seven points, four point two rebounds. Three assists, shooting forty-two percent from three. Speaks for itself, really. Definitely. Does. I mean, and he had the game winner too. Yeah, he did against the Heat. Was it right? I think so. Hell of a shot. So, uh, set up by Zaza. It, it's, that it's, pass was really good. Like it, it was like a split-second decision. He perfect pass. Definitely. So, good I mean, stuff. I think next season, you know, I mean, you have to hope during the off season that like kids able to work with Michael Carter Williams and uh, it's really helping get his shit together. You know. I just hope to stop talking about next season with them. Yeah. You know, I feel like this season was the season where they make that push, but with the trade, we have to look again to the season after that and probably, probably the season after yeah. the next season, too. They're a really exciting young team, though. It's kind yeah. of like, like the Timberwolves like, next year. Of course, John. Exactly. Yeah, of course. I have to <laughs> throw my Timberwolves talk uh, at some point in every episode. Um, 
Ayush, go into your don't look now. Don't look now, but Wade is balling out this month. He's averaged 25 points, 3 rebounds, 4 and assists, on percentages of 50, 36, and 83. The Heat are 9-6 during that, and he's doing this all in 32 minutes of play. I'm not going to go ahead and say Wade is, you know, 2008-2009 Wade again, but he's back to that attacking mentality that he had before the pretty big three era, so I'm just happy that he's finally been comfortable in his skin again, and his knees isn't bothering him as much as it was before. Definitely. I mean, that, those are fucking outstanding numbers mm-hmm. to see from him. I mean, you have to also consider, like, he has to be putting a lot of... No, I mean, when you have Goran Dragic and then Whiteside playing, like, well this season it's not quite as much of a load to bear as Westbrook but you know Wade definitely has a lot of pressure on him to get that team into the postseason and uh he's doing everything he can right now to do that playing great I love it yeah for my don't look now I have the game between the Oklahoma City Thunder versus the (laughs) Jazz and Enos Cantor was met with quite a bit of booing upon his return to Utah um cupping of the ears though yeah, seriously. And he Solid. Was, yeah, he was kind. Of, he was kind of just pandering to the crowd, like goofing yeah. around a bit. It was totally something out of like the WWF, <laughs> WWE, not the World Wildlife Fund, um, Foundation, rather. Uh, but yeah, you know, it was it was just goofy to see that happen. I mean, it's obviously in response to the fact that he basically like that he's basically shit on the jazz. <laughs> I pretty, miss the mountains, I guess. You know, there there are good ways and like bad ways to leave a team and like this is beyond bad that was just shitty it's fun to have like you're kind of like nba like villain like who's just like that dick player that you like, everyone is kind of like unanimously hates unless you're like a thunder fan or someone who like gets a kick out of it and like i thought it was like really funny but like at the same token i'm like dude really i don't know if i have a problem with it but it gets a little annoying after a while i mean you're in a good situation now don't shit on your other teammates that- while you're already in a great situation unless you're a jazz fan I, I don't understand hating it because I'm just loving it. Like, I think it's... um It's entertaining. It's just kind of annoying. It's, it's so much better than just like, oh, well, everything was great over there. Uh, yeah. Nothing was ever bad. Just like lying, basically. I like I like players when they're real at least yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I agree you know? with that. So I think that was fun. And then um, what was that thing? Trevor Booker said it was like, oh, yeah. oh he tried so hard and got his stats, still ended up with the L. Like, that Classic have, Enos. is great. Like, he wouldn't have said that if he didn't, like, uh, if Enos never said said anything. So, like, I want that, like, little bit of, like, controversy, a little bit of hate, mm-hmm. you know? It's so much more fun to watch sports that way. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fun. I mean, even, like, earlier this season stuff with uh, Goran Dragic and his departure from yeah. phoenix all the drama surrounding that i mean um, if we were to make this into like a wwe scenario which is appropriate because wrestlemania just happened but uh i feel it'd be fun to see Cantor and tragic team up and play against some like really like some i don't know it's like the, the good guys of the nba i guess marcus all has to do something too since he ripped his jersey right <laughs> there you go <laughs> i uh i made a reddit post about that i was saying that uh Tinas Cantor should go and uh like chair shot Tim Duncan or like Dirk <laughs> Nowitzki or any like anyone that like people really like and then I was saying like he could go out and like crash Steve Nash's like retirement party and like throw him through like a window <laughs> or something god <laughs> so much heat you could be the most hated person and then obviously now Marcus all is like the Hulk Hogan of yeah. this imaginary world wrestling federation so Jeez. it'd be great someone like brings a beer truck onto the court <laughs> Let's bring down uh, Adam Silver with it. Wait, I want to. I want to think who who would do that though. Who would be? Yeah, it would have to be like Michael Beasley or something. Yeah, Beasley. Yeah, 
God. That'd be awesome. JR, it would be JR. <laughs> JR, yeah, right. He has to do something. Hosing down Adam Silver. Justin, what is your don't look now? Don't look now is about DeAndre Jordan shooting 38% from the free throw line. And I know Rondo's doing just like 2% worse. He's at like 36%. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Just go ahead. Go ahead. It's so dumb. I don't understand how he's shooting this bad. But on the other hand, he has like the second highest field goal percentage ever. Not from the free throw line. He's shooting, or I guess he's scoring 71%. At the and, time. Uh, at the time. At right now. And that's great. But dude, you gotta hit these free throws. And apparently he's not meeting with the Clippers shooting coaches and he's not practicing with them. Isn't like I mean, free throw shooting the easiest thing to correct, like in basketball? I feel like I mean, I know from at my height and what I do, I think it is. I don't know about him. It seems like maybe I mean it's obviously harder when you're like that tall. Yeah. But still, it he should be Thirty-eight percent is not excusable. Like, like a I could, solid sixty or something. I could, I'll go as low as fifty. I'll say sometimes, like I say, Shaquille O'Neal. That's like, that's where you draw the line. That's like, yeah. okay, you can't be worse than that. Like fifty percent, especially as a professional, you got to be shooting better than that. And the fact that he's not be playing, like I get, like you don't want to do it during the season, maybe to like get because it might stop your mojo and it's kind of demoralizing too. But this isn't his first season in the league. This is like his eighth or ninth season, or I think it's like seventh or eighth. So. So he gotta, he, he's got to be getting these down. It's not that hard. It's not that hard to practice. I don't know. Maybe it's performance anxiety, but I don't see how <laughs> yeah. it could be because he's throwing it down during the games. It's just, it's just silly. Yeah. Sounds like you should just foul him every time he touches the ball instead of letting him shoot. That's might, exactly what they're doing. And might as well. well. That's perfect. Just beautiful strategy. Nothing wrong with it. <laughs> hack of uh, Jordan. Yeah, hack of Jordan. Jab at Jordan. I don't know. Smack of Jordan. <laughs> Smack of Jordan. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so that leads us, I think, into our final segment for games that you should be watching in the upcoming week before we uh, drop our next podcast. So last week, it was just Grant and I on the podcast, and we made some predictions about games. Um, I predicted that the Memphis Grizzlies would beat Golden State. That did not happen. So now I rest yeah, at they got two destroyed. and two. What's up? Yeah, they got fucking wrecked. <laughs> it was bad. Uh, so then Grant guessed uh, that the um, Boston Celtics are going to beat Charlotte and also beat the Heat. And he was only right about one of those in that the Boston Celtics beat the Charlotte Hornets. Um, then they went on to lose to the Heat. So Grant rests at two and three right now. And our podcast rests at nine and five. We're doing well still. We're above 500. Things are okay. But this is a, this is a big week, I think, for us. Well, so me and Justin are still 4-0 combined, so. Yeah. You guys got to pick it up. We have yeah, yeah. making predictions. Easy games. Yeah. I, I, I picked a, I picked a hard one this time. I'm picking so, the tough ones, the ones that you know the line is like one team minus one where either team can win. I'm picking the tough ones. The ones that fans should be watching, not those <laughs> blowouts you guys are picking for the easy stats. So that's not true. This is I'm picking like the Spurs versus like the Warriors and stuff like that. Those aren't blowouts. They end up being but on paper they're not. Yeah, go yeah, go on with your with your pick for the week, Justin. 
All right, I picked the Spurs versus the Warriors coming up. <laughs> oh, that you, like, you literally just announced it. You're like, all right, let's do it. I, th- I yeah, think I quiet too for some reason. I think I picked this game up. I think I picked this matchup earlier, and I got mm-hmm. it right because it was. It ended up being a blowout. I think it was because I was looking at the. I think it's it's the season series is split one and one right now, mm-hmm. and they both games the teams almost have the exact same score. It's like one twelve to like. 53 no maybe not that much but it's like 100 something to like 83 or something like that right and then the next game it's so like the spurs won with that score and then the next game the warriors won with almost that exact same score so it's weird it's just like these blowouts are happening but it's such a swing either way it just depends on which team comes to play and i feel like this week i picked the war the spurs actually because i feel like it's the end of the season i Usually they'd be shut down by now, but they're only in like the sixth or fifth seed or something this this year. They they can't be dropping these games near the end of the season, so I feel like they're going to be pushing a lot mm-hmm. harder than the Warriors are, who kind of they can. I feel like they could drop a few of these last few games and not really feel threatened or anything. Definitely, yeah. I mean, uh, San Antonio right now is resting at the sixth seed at a. Uh... 47 wins, 26 losses. Dallas behind them by two games. So, you know what? Like if I were to jump in and like, take a pick on that, I'd also say it's the Spurs, I think, taking that game. The necessity breeds innovation, so I feel like... <laughs> Ooh! Jeez. <laughs> so, I feel like they're going to be they're gonna be ready to play. Wait, what was that? Was that I'm not even necessity sure that breeds innovation? at all. <laughs> I don't, that might not be related. What are the Spurs innovating? They're going to innovate the pick and roll they always run. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> that, there you go. That Kawhi Leonard defense. Yeah. Gosh. So we'll okay. see. Okay, Jess. Uh, Grant, what is your game that we should watch? My game is the Clippers at the Trailblazers Wednesday evening. Um, this is the Trailblazers are the four seed, Clippers are the five seed. and uh, it's But the Clippers have the better record. However, I'm picking the home team, Trailblazers, to solidify their spot in the four seed overall and just uh, beat the Clippers because I think they have a little bit more to prove. I think this is one of those things where everyone wants the reseeding and the Clippers are probably going to be talking like, you know, screw you guys, you know, home court doesn't matter. We got you in the playoffs because the Trailblazers are getting in with the winning their division, but uh, I look for the Trailblazers to come out and make a bit of a statement going into the playoffs here against their probable playoff opponent. And Ayush, what is your game to watch? Miami versus the Cavaliers. With Wade playing insane, the Cavs finally clicking. I think it's going to be a really fun matchup. I have Miami winning this one, so Grant, I'm taking a little little bit of a risk here for you. Um, yeah, I think Miami's going to win just because Wade is going to drop like 35 on them. That's what I'm going with. So Proud of you. For, Thanks, for, our, for our predictions for the rest of the duration of the regular season, we should just pick teams where, like, it's clearly, it's not an easy pick. Just to appease Grant. Yeah, definitely. Um, the Celtics are going to beat the Warriors next yeah, time. Right. Um, for me, my uh, game that people should be watching is, on Thursday, it is Dallas versus Houston. I have Houston winning this one. Um, Dallas has kind of just, like, looked out of sorts in this last, like, couple of weeks, so... uh I don't know. I think it's going to be one of those games where despite that Patrick Beverly is going to be out, Demo might still be out. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just have Houston winning. I think 
So I, I, don't, I have no idea what the fuck's going on with Dallas anymore. So <laughs> I guess that's really my logic behind the whole thing. But yeah. Uh, sure, man. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Any other maybe, thoughts on that? I was going to say maybe they're going through a Lakers 2012-esque Holy type shit. syndrome. Ooh, Stady 12. Wow. Where too Stay. many stars. Yeah, too much. Yeah, too many stars. Rondo down there in Dallas. Man. Too many cooks. In the kitchen. Yeah. Spoil the broth. Gosh. Necessity breeds innovation. Necessity breeds <laughs> broth, dude. <laughs> God. Anyway, I think that'll just about do it for this week's podcast. Am I right? Or am I, I think right? so. Awesome. You're right. No, we have one Whoa. last parting part. Yes. Thoughts are with Craig Sager. Oh, yes. oh of course. Of course, yeah. yeah. With the uh, recent reports that there's been a reemergence in his leukemia. You know, he's going to be going through treatment again. So all of our thoughts are with... Craig Sager and his family. Every single one of our thoughts are with Craig Sager. Every single thought. Literally cannot stop thinking about it. Detrimental to <laughs> academic studying, but yes, absolutely so. I'm going to start wearing very odd suits on campus, I think. I think that's the way to do it. It's a beautiful <laughs> tribute. Definitely. So on that slightly somber note, thank you very much for listening to the Midweek Exception. I completely forgot the name of our podcast. Yeah, I was about there. to say Free Chiefs. Free Chiefs and podcast sauce free cheese and exception free mid-week. cheese and midweek yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah free free mid- midweek free cheese. midweek exception sauce cheese goodness gracious all right thanks for listening bye you've been listening to the midweek exception subscribe rate and review us on itunes stitcher and Pocket Cast. Follow us on Twitter at MWException.